Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's just give him some praise today, saints. Lord, we love you. There's none like you. You are holy. Lord, and we worship you today. We worship you today. Hallelujah, Lord. There's none like you. There's none like you. There's none like you. I said, there's none like him. There is none like him. I am so happy this morning to be on the right side. Raise your hands and give me a shout if you're happy to be on the right side this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You guys may be seated. As most of you know, I'm not Pastor Gregory. I'm not Pastor Trish. My name is Carol Houston. I'm the children's minister here at Linked Up Church, and I'm excited to be here today. I'm going to be reading some scriptures. We're going to be getting in the word. So I hope you're ready for what God has for you. I hope you're ready to hook up and connect with what's going on here this morning. The Holy Spirit is already here. He's already here. So if you will latch on to what he has for you today, you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Um, I just want to thank God for our pastors. They're on vacation right now, much deserved vacation. But I just want to thank God for them, the example they set for us, the lifestyle they live before us each day. I want to honor them as our pastor, so let's give them a hand this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Today we're going to be talking about faith. The title is Faith 101. It's just the basics of faith, so I just named it Faith 101. You know, many of us know people in the church, pastors, anointed men, women of God, our church mothers, people that we love, we care about, we watch them day by day live a godly lifestyle. And even though some of these people have done this, we know some of them who have, who have sickness in their bodies. We know some of them who've even died due to sickness. And I know many of us as believers, sometimes it kind of shakes our faith. And we start questioning ourselves when we see these great men and women of God that are, that are going through these things. And we're like, Lord, why is this happening? Why is this happening? My answer for you today is I, I don't know why it happened. I don't know why it's happening. But I do think it's important for us to get into the word of God for ourselves, for us not to look at what's going on with somebody else, but for us to learn. God gave us instructions, left them in his word for us to follow, for us to dig into, for us to learn how to fight the good fight of faith so that we don't have to look at what's going on on the left and on the right and front and the back, but we can just focus in on him and we can live a life that is right, that's pure, a life of faith right before him. So we're going to go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you for this day that you have made and we rejoice and we're glad in it. Lord, I just pray that as I speak your word today, Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity. I also thank you, Father, for each and every person that's here in this audience that stepped out this morning, got out of bed to be here, to hear from you, Lord, 
and I thank you that they're going to hear from you today. I thank you that for those that are watching online and those that are listening on via SoundCloud, Lord, I thank you for each and every one of them that they'll hear exactly what you have for them. We thank you that your word is anointed, that it removes burdens and it destroys yokes, and that's what it's going to do today, Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, that you're anointing my mouth, you're anointing their ears, and that your will will be accomplished here today in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to start out with two scriptures. Um, if you guys have the Bible app, the Version Bible apps, the notes are there. Um, I may, you know, add a little bit to it or take a little here and there, but the notes are on the Version app. We're going to start with Hebrews 11 and 6, which, of course, how can you talk about faith without mentioning Hebrews 11 and 6? So I'm going to read Hebrews 11 and 6, and then I'm going to read Galatians 3, 11. Hebrews 11, 6 says, but without faith is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. Most of us know that scripture by heart. I'm going to go ahead and read Galatians 3.11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. There are actually four scriptures in the Bible that say the just shall live by faith. There's one found in Habakkuk in the Old Testament. There's one in Romans, there's one in Hebrews, and then there is one in one other scripture that I don't remember right now. So there are four scriptures in the Bible that say the just shall live by faith. So when we, see, when we see something over and over like that, we definitely want to pay attention. So I'm going to break that scripture down a little bit for you, and I'm going to give you my little definitions of each part of that scripture. So remember, the just shall live by faith. So when we talk about the just, we're talking about one who has been justified by the blood of Jesus, basically somebody that's saved, okay? Somebody that's been justified by the blood of Jesus. So if you're here today and you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you qualify. You are the just. Um, that shall live. When we see shall live, shall live means something continual when we say we shall, it shall happen. So this is something that's happened on a con continuous basis. So it's as a lifestyle. So this just shall live. We're talking about day in, day out. We're talking about Every week, every month, every year, every decade, the just shall live on a continuous basis by faith. Now, by faith is acting on what we believe. Now, as Christians in here this morning, we all believe the same thing, what's found in the Bible, right? Good. All right. That was, a, that was a test right there. All right. So we are all, when it says the just shall live by faith, we're acting on what we believe in the word of God. So what I want to do is I want to take that little phrase, the just shall live by faith. And I want to re restate it, okay? So one who has been justified by the blood of Jesus shall have a lifestyle of acting on what we believe, which is the word of God. Did you hear that? Let's say that again. I got to remember that just part. One who has been justified by the blood of Jesus shall have a lifestyle of acting on what we believe, which is the word of God. A lifestyle of acting on what we believe, 
which is the word of God. So some people, when they think about faith, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm getting in, I'm in faith for my healing. Or I'm in faith for my finances. Or I'm in faith for my mate that's coming. And they look at faith as more of a, a get out of jail free card. Like when I have an issue, that's when I get in faith. But God is telling us in his word four times, not to mention the other times it might be restated in different words, but he is telling us that we don't, we don't want to just get in faith when we're in the midst of a storm. That's not the time to do it. The time to do it is day by day, week by week, month by month. You don't want to get in the struggle. And then that's when you're like, oh, let me get home. Oh, let me find some scriptures. Let me find some scriptures. And then, you know, it's, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to do it when you're in struggle. I know a long time ago I had, I had a, a tooth problem. My tooth was hurting me so bad. And what I realized is that when I was going through that, tooth pain is worse than having a baby, I think. When I was going through that, when I was going through that, it was very hard for me at that point to pray for myself. I needed somebody else to do it. But th so that's why we don't want to wait until we get into those situations. We want to already have that faith built up. We want to keep working on that day after day. I mean, even the little things that we can do each day to walk by faith. But let's go ahead. I'm, I'm actually going to tell a little testimony about um, an opportunity when we had, my family and I had a, a chance to operate on this. So, of course, I don't know if you guys know, my husband's Minister Houston. And so um, back in 2006, we went to Bible school at Rainbow Bible Training Center over in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. When we got ready to go, or when God was telling us to go at first, you know, it was, it was kind of, you know, you want to follow God, and you're like, okay, I believe he's telling me to do that, but you have to think about everything else that's going on. It's, it's hard for us not to look at what's going on. So, you know, we considered both of us already had jobs. Okay, he had a very good job. He's, the, you know, the provider really for the family. So he had his job. I had my job. We had two children at the time, and I was pregnant. Um, so our, the oldest daughter was already, you know, in school, had her friends, those types of things. So when you talk about moving and uprooting your life to do something that God's calling, calling you to do, it's not as easy as one would think. Like, it was really a struggle. But one thing that we were able to do is we were like, okay. We know that God is calling us to do this. So one of the, his testimony, which we have very different testimonies, but I know one of his testimonies as the, the provider for the house is that, you know, he, you know, he told his company, you know, I'm leaving, I'm moving to Oklahoma, I'm going to go to Bible school. And of course, you know, in the world, they don't understand that. That makes no sense. And so for them, they didn't really understand that. But he said, you know, I would love to keep working here and maybe work from there. And I think he talked about this a little bit last week. And, you know, the thing that God was able to do for us, one of the things, he did many things for us during this time. But one of the things that he was able to do is they, were, they said, okay, you can keep your job. And you can work from there. You can go to school in the day, come home, work from home. And then, you know, every once in a while he might have to fly back. But that was one of the times where you have to really to act on the word, if you feel like God is telling you to do something, you've got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone when he's telling you to do something. God's got your back. He's not going to let you fall. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will supply your needs. If he told you to go somewhere, he will make sure that you have the provision and whatever you need when you do get there. Let's go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. We're actually already, I mean, back in Hebrews. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when you're believing on something, basically faith is believing in something to be true and relying on the fact that it is true. So it's believing in something to be true and relying on the fact that it is true. So for example, I know you've probably heard the this, this story about the chair. When you walk in, you believe that this chair is going to hold you. So what do you do? You sit down. 
You just believe that it's going to happen. So when you have faith in something, so a lot of us have faith in this chair, when you have faith in something, that you act on it. And so that's, that's what it's talking about right here. Let's read um, James 2, 14 through 18. It's just a couple of pages over. James 2, 14 through 18. I don't know if anybody has real Bibles these days. Just me. And it says, What doth it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he have faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be warned, be filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Yes, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me by thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. I had to read that in a few versions to really understand what it was saying there. But basically what that verse is saying at the end, when it says, show me thy faith, and I'll show me thy faith, and I'll show you my works. Basically saying those two things really go together. You can't really have faith without having the works. And if you're going to have the works, why wouldn't you have faith? So those things will go hand in hand. So that's what it's talking about right there. Faith is an action word. With faith, we really have to do something. Okay? Faith is an action word. Faith without works is dead. So if you if you're, believe that you're in faith and you're not doing anything, then that wouldn't be considered biblical faith because faith without works is dead. You have to do something. Now, one of the primary things, the primary thing to do is to have that confession that goes along with what you're believing in. There's nothing that we can receive. None of the promises of God can we receive without speaking, without saying, without confessing. So if you're believing in something today, if you're hoping for something, you need to be confessing over that. We cannot even receive salvation without saying that we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We can't receive rededication. We cannot receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All of the things, the promises of God that are coming that we have we have to use our mouth in order to get that. We are like our Father. Our Father is a speaking spirit, and we are speaking spirits. So if you're believing for something, that has to be coming out of your mouth every day. Remember, this is a daily thing. This is not every once in a while. So if you're believing for your healing, you can't just say oh, once a month, every, you know, every couple of months, oh, yeah, I'm healed. No, every day, even when you, don't, when you feel the pain, even when you don't feel well, whatever is going on in your life, you may not be sick. It may be finances. It may be your marriage. It may be your children. But whatever it is that you are believing God for, you cannot go to sleep on that. You have to make sure you keep it before you. Keep it on your mouth. Make that confession. Let the world know that this is what I'm believing. Let Satan know this is what I'm believing. Make yourself know this is what I'm believing because sometimes we forget ourselves that we're believing for that until we feel the pain. Oh, yeah, I'm healed every single day, every day. This is what I believe. I believe that I'm healed. By Jesus' stripes, I was healed. 2,000 years ago on the cross, I was healed. These are things that we're saying. Even if you have a headache, let's say, because, you know, it's the small, sometimes the small things. Like, remember, it's a, day, it's a daily walk. So if you, let's say you wake up one day and you have a headache. Before you go to the medicine cabinet, how about you pick up your Bible? 
Look up a scripture. It won't take but a minute. I'm saying you can still take the medicine, but look up a scripture on healing. By Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Make those confessions. Eventually, that word will start to work for you. All right, so let's go ahead. Our next scripture is found. Where is it found? Second Peter. Did the lights go off? Is that what y'all do over here? All right, so Second Peter. Before I say that, one thing about faith is that faith moves things that God has already provided us for us from the spiritual realm to the physical realm. From the spiritual realm through the physical realm. So God has already provided these things for us. He's already provided healing. Okay, that's not anything we have to ask him to do. He's already done that. But when we're using our faith, so those things were done by grace, right? I know pastor's done a great job over the last year or so preaching on faith and trying, trying to make sure all of us have a good understanding of grace, of grace. But basically faith is moving it from that spiritual realm. We know it's there over here to the physical realm. Let's go ahead. Um, I said 2 Peter 1 through 3. I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm telling a lot of stories because I want you to understand how kind of some examples of how this works. One thing that I am believing for is physical healing. I have um, had, sometimes I'll break out in rashes. So they're like all over here, all they're everywhere, all over, right? And then sometimes I'll wake up and my lip is swollen. I'm like, oh my gosh, my lip is swollen. Then I don't want to go anywhere because I feel like somebody's going to think my husband hit me in the mouth or something. So then I have my lip swollen, then my face breaks out, and then sometimes just like one time my finger starts swelling. I was like, oh my gosh, my ring's going to be stuck on my finger. So this is something that I'm currently going through, right? And so what we have to understand is that it's not necessarily, this is something, it happened, it started when I was a child. I remember one day I drank like 10 cups of orange juice, and then I broke out. And that's when it started. And so then I diagnosed myself, and I said, I'm allergic to orange juice. And then I went to the doctor as a child, and they said, you're not allergic to orange juice. And I was like, oh, well, it has a lot of acid in it. I'm allergic to acid. I mean, I was giving myself all these diagnoses. And even recently, I went to the doctor as an adult because it went away for years. And then it came back, and I went to the doctor. I said, I really think you need to test me for orange juice because I know it's got to be orange juice. But, even, but then, and then I was like, okay, once I, I would go to the hotels. Whenever I would go to a hotel and drink the hotel orange juice, then I would really break out. I was like, it's the hotel orange juice. They put something in it that, ever, that we don't put in ours at home. But anyway, even with this, like this is something, faith is like a fight. The, the Bible says fight the good fight of faith, right? <clears throat> you got to be willing to get in there and fight the fight. You can't be a quitter. Like, really, with none of the promises of God can you be a quitter. you got to keep fighting. you got to keep believing. you got to keep confessing until you see it. Mine has gone away. Like I said, in my 20s, I don't remember it all, at all breaking out. But then I had my second daughter in my 30s, and then all of a sudden, it came back. I'm like, oh, man, what is this? But it doesn't matter. It's still, I'm still healed, right? I'm still healed. So I'm still confessing that I'm healed. And even though I have to take the medication or else, you know, all these bumps are all, like, all over the place, and that's very uncomfortable, but I still believe that I'm healed. I know that I'm healed. So right now, I'm actually walking through the process of getting it from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. My body has to line up with what the Word of God says. So if you have, if you have your spiritual fact over here and you have your, um, your faith fact, let's say your spiritual fact and your physical fact, okay, 
If those who agree, hallelujah. Hallelujah, the Bible says all my needs are supplies, and they are. Thank you, God, those things agree. But if they don't agree, that's when you have to press in until they agree. Make them agree. Make them agree. God already left it for you. Don't leave what he left for you laying on the table. That's why they said it's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because if God went through all of this, sent his son to die on the cross for me so that I can be healed, and then I walk around saying, hey, I don't need healing, that's a slap in the face. He went through all of that so I could have these things. Then it is my job to stick with it and fight the good fight of faith until I see those things happening in my life. I think I said 2 Peter like 10 times. 1, 3, 2 Peter. It says, according as his divine power has given unto unto us all, oh, sorry, all things that pertain unto life and godliness. I think I need to say that over. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So God, through the finished works of Jesus Christ, has provided everything that we need and more. Everything that we need and more. Everything that we need and more. I need you to grab a hold to that. Everything that you need and more has already been provided to you through the finished works of Jesus Christ. Don't let that get by you. That's for each and every person in here. Every person in here. Maybe you don't need finances. Maybe it's a relationship with your children, whatever it is, God has provided everything that you need and more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read 1 Corinthians 10, 13. When people think about faith, I don't think they think about this one. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer or allow you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that it may, you may be able to bear it. I wanted to read this scripture because a lot of times as Christian, you know, it's, it's always, it seems like we're chasing after the things, Right? We're chasing after the things that make us comfortable. We want to live a comfortable life. So we're chasing after the, the money. We're chasing after the healing. We're chasing after the, ma- the mate, the marriage, and all those types of things. But we got to do more than that. <clears throat> As a Christian, I need to be able to have faith that I can live a godly life. That is one of the most important things. See, God wants you to have the things, but he wants you to have the character. He wants you to have a Christian lifestyle. He wants you to be separated and set apart. He does not want you to look just like the world. He does not want you out clubbing on Saturday night, getting up and coming to church Sunday morning. He does want you to come on Sunday morning. He does want that part. But he doesn't want you sleeping with somebody one night and then lifting up your hands the next day. God is telling you, look, I gave you everything you need to resist them temptation. I gave you a way to escape. How dare you let yourself stay in that situation and not even think that you care about it? Like, you got to care that you want to live a godly life. Like, that has to be the first thing. It has to be a confession. All of us have had, all of us have things that we struggle with, every single one of us. For some of us, it might be fornication. For some of us, it might be that mouth. For some of us, it might be jealousy, it might be strife, it might be envy, it might be hatred, it might be pride, all types of things that we struggle with. Some are easier to see on the outside than others, but all of us struggle with things, and if, we, if we're honest with ourselves, we're all, all struggling with something. So how about we use the faith that God gave us 
in this situation so that I can look more like him, so I can be more like him. I can be an example. People can look at me and say, I like what she has. I like what she does. I want that. Sometimes they look at us and they don't want that. We're the meanest people on the job. Why would they want that? She's the mean. I have to, I have to watch this myself because sometimes like bad customer service when people don't do things they're supposed to do. It's like I, had, I ordered some backpacks for the, for the drive here. The people kept emailing me like, okay, we don't have that color. You told me you had that color. And then they emailed me again. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have that color either. I'm like, look, I wouldn't even order that backpack if I couldn't give the options to the children. So all during this time, I'm thinking, okay, my, my email address is chouston at linkedupchurch.com. So I can't turn up on this lady without... <laughs> Without it looking bad, sometimes we need that accountability too. It's like, it's good because I was so frustrated because they kept calling me and telling me they couldn't do what they had told me they were going to do. But God, you know, he will, with, the, with, with those things going on, he will make a way of escape. If we believe him, if we trust him and say, Lord, you know what? I know I've been doing this for a long time, but I have faith that you can deliver me from it. So every day I'm going to wake up and even if I do it, even if, I drink, if, even if I drink alcohol, even if I'm smoking or doing drugs, whatever it is, even if I do it, when I do it, I'm going to say, Lord, I thank you that I am delivered. <coughs> I'm delivered from smoking. <coughs> I thank you, Lord, that I'm delivered from whatever it is. If you believe it, one of those times you're going to pick it up. And you're going to be like, you know what? I don't even have a desire for that anymore. I don't even have a desire for that anymore. God is good. You know, he's he got your back. He is willing to go through this struggle with you, whatever it is. But you got to be willing to go through it yourself. You can't just expect him to do everything. I know he provided things to us through grace, but we have to do our parts. We have to desire to change, to be better, to do different. All right. Let's go ahead. I just have to, I feel like I just had to say that one since we're talking about faith. Where do we get our faith from? Where, oh, yes. Hallelujah. All right. Romans 12, 3. That was a good answer. I'm a school teacher too, so I love good answers. 12, 3. Romans 12, 3 says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, I will say, verse 4 goes on to say, for we're all members in one body. So this scripture is written to the body of Christ. So when he says God has given to every man uh, uh, the measure of faith, <clears throat> he's talking about Christians, okay? So he's given us a measure of faith, all right? I was thinking, when I was thinking about this example, I started... Um, my, my younger two girls play soccer, and we have been traveling a lot. We were just in California with one of them. One's getting ready to go to Chicago. So we're, like, all over the place. So one thing I never really cared about that I started kind of thinking about was points, mileage, those types of things. Like, how can I get some of this paid for? So I started looking up some things online just trying to figure out what's a good credit card to use if you're traveling so that I can start, you know, getting some points or something. So when I was looking up these credit cards... <clears throat> One of them said, okay, well, if you get this card and you spend, I don't know, $1,000 within the first three months, then you get 10,000 bonus miles. I'm, I don't know exactly what it was, but this is something like that. You get 10,000 bonus miles. So let's say I have two people that get this same card. 
One person's like, okay, I get 10,000 bonus miles when I use $1,000, so I'm gonna spend this $1,000 on this credit card within three months, and I'm gonna pay it off at the end of the month, right? Okay, I'm gonna pay it off at the end of the month, but I'm gonna spend this so I can go ahead and get these points, these are free points, okay? And then I have one person who has a card, and they're like, well, I'll just use this if I need it, and it just kinda stays in their purse or their wallet, and they don't really use it. Okay, so each person has been given the same measure. Do you understand that? I was trying to think of an example, each person has been given, but one person is like, okay, I'll take that. I'm going to go and get these points. Let me, let me spend, I, I have to do this anyway. Let me do it on the card, and then I'll just pay it off in cash. Okay, this person's just like, oh, I'll just spend it if I need it. So which one of them is going to get some points? Which one of them is going to get the points? The person that used it. So God gave to each one of us a measure of faith. That's what it says. He gave us the measure of faith. Now, some people feel like, some preachers I've heard, they feel like, um, that you can't increase your faith, that he gave you the measure, you just have to use it. I'm, I'm not really sure because there's some scriptures that say that you can, but anyway, what I'm saying is you can be strong in your faith, right? The way that you become strong in your faith is that you use it every day, right? If I'm not using that credit card, I'm not getting any points. But if I am using it, then each and every day I'm getting more and more and more points. Um, I'm paying it off at the end of the month. Did I say that already? I just didn't know if y'all got that part. I, I really, that's very important for me to under, that you guys got that. All right, so we should be striving to be um, strong in our faith. Let's read Romans, 7, Romans 10, 17. <clears throat> oh, this one's we all know. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, somebody said in the back, by the word of God. So how do we hear, how do we hear the word of God? There are different avenues for this. One of them you guys are doing today. I applaud you on that. You came to church, right? So right now, you're hearing the word of God. When you're sitting here, when you walk through the door, every time you come to church, you need to walk in saying, I'm going, I'm going to build my faith today. I'm coming here so that I can continue to build my faith because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That should be your intent. Your intent should not be just to come to see people, although we do want to be connected as a family as well. But your intent should be to come to build your faith. Your intent should be also to praise God, but that should be part of to come to build your faith, okay? How else do we get the word? How else do we get the word of God? At home, remember, faith is a lifestyle. So day after day, I'm getting in the word. I'm reading the word. If I have a particular thing that I'm believing God for, then I'm definitely getting the word on that. But I'm also just getting the word in general so that I can build my faith. I have three daughters, okay? have one, one that's in college, Kelsey. She just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Kelsey. Um, she's here. I have one that's in middle school and one that's in high school. I didn't go in order. One that's in middle school, one in high school, right? So my, high, my middle schooler, she's just now going to middle school. She came up to me several months ago when school was still going on, and she said, Mom, I need to earn money. I need a way to earn money. And I'm like, okay, let me think about it, okay? So, because I mean, really, you already have your chores, so I expect you to do those. You're not getting money for that. Um, <laughs> I see you back there. So, she's like, so you already have that, and it's not like I can, you know, she's not old enough to get a job, although she could be a referee, but then I would have to take her, so that's a job for me. So, I said, okay. I got back with, I said, you know what you can do? Memorize this chapter, and I'll give you some money. Memorize this one, and I'll give you more money. And memorize this one, and I'll give you more, because they were, you know, bigger and bigger. And she was like, oh, that's all you got? 
So, so she went, this was months ago, she went away, no word on the scripture, no word on the scripture. I was like, okay, that's fine, that was your opportunity. So uh, a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, she realized her sister's birthday was coming up and she wanted to be able to buy her a gift. She realized mine is coming up next month and she wanted to be, so she's like, I really need money. Mom, I really need money. How can I earn money? I was like, do you remember what I told you the last time? She was like, oh, oh, yeah, about that. So she went, she's like, okay, I got you. You told me second time, I got you. So she went and she memorized, the, the smaller one was Psalm 23. I think everybody should just know that. Um, Psalm 23. So she went, she memorized it, not in the King James Version, though. She came to quote, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Like, who learned scripture and is not in the King James Version? <laughs> you can tell how I grew up, right? So she learned the scripture. I was like, okay, I'm going to need a Bible for that one because I don't know all those words. So she brought me, you know, her version, and we, she memorized it, and I gave her money for that. So afterward, you know, verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, but yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And so she is... You know, my family, they may call me scary, but I can't confess that, so I won't say that. Um, but she's more like me. The other two, they're not. My oldest, she's scared of nothing except bugs. Um, the second one, she's not really scary. But the younger one, like, she would be scared. Sometimes she gets home, and I'm not home yet, but I'm, I'm coming soon. And she's like, Mom, how far away are you? I heard something. Mom, there's a noise. And then she, I'm just like, like. I mean, constantly, the whole time I'm on the way home, like, I am almost there. Then she'll call my husband. He'll, be, he'll call me. Carol, you're almost home. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I just talked to her two minutes ago and told her I'm around the corner. Why is she calling you? But anyway, that's a different story. So she had this issue, this fear thing going on. Now, she acted on this word that she learned, but if she had never read the word, she wouldn't be able to act on it. So the other day she was telling me, she was like, you know, Mom, the last time I was in the house and I heard that noise, I remembered Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And I was like, girl, you say that, preach, preach. But it was so cool because even a child, even a child can take this word, they can read it, they can apply it to their lives. That's what it's for. This is not to be on your coffee table just chilling from week to week. It is for you to get into it, for you to get it into you, and for you to apply it to your life. And I thought that was like the greatest thing. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was like instantly, once she, once she learned the scripture, she instantly applied it to our lives, her life. Hallelujah. That's good. How do we walk by faith? Basically, faith, walking by faith is the opposite of walking by, walking by sight. So if you see it, you know, we talked about how we have the physical fact and the spiritual fact. If the two don't agree, which one is real to us? The spiritual fact. And we have to hold on to that. So when we're walking by faith, we cannot walk by sight. So if you're looking at your children and you don't see what you want to see, don't focus on that. And don't keep telling them that either, right? You want to speak words of faith, okay? Sometimes you want to, we want to speak what we see. That's natural man. That's the flesh. We want to speak what we see. You're still doing that. I told you to stop doing that. We all, we're all guilty of it, right? But if we want to see change, 
We want to start speaking those things which be not, calling those things which be not as though they are. You are man and woman, man or woman of God. I thank you that you've been trained in the way that you should go. And when you're old, you will not depart from it. And keep confessing that word. Have scriptures. If you have children, you best know some scriptures on children. If you need some, come to the children's department. We'll give you some. I look it up on Google. Everything's on Google these days. I should say a search engine. Look on a search engine. All right, so one of the things I wanted to with, um, my time's getting close, but this one I, I feel like I have to talk about, which is tithing. Most of the church does not tithe. They're looking at what they see, and they're not looking at what the word says, right? No condemnation, none. They're looking at what they see. They're looking at their checkbook. They're looking at the car note. They're looking at... Some new shoes. <laughs> They're looking at all kinds of things except the word. God's word instructs us to tithe, right? Tithe and give. I've talked about the Oklahoma, when we moved to Oklahoma for Bible school. One of the things, when we first moved there, so we moved in 2006. And when we moved, remember, we had a life already. So we had a house, we had a mortgage, we had all that. So when we left, you know, before we left, we tried to find a rent, somebody to rent the house. We couldn't find anybody. So because we were planning on coming back, so we were like, okay, we don't want to sell it, but we'll rent it. So we couldn't find anybody to rent it. So eventually I was like, okay, well, it's time for us to actually go. So I had to hire somebody, you know, a management company that would come in and rent the property for us. But when we left, the house was not rented. So we got there probably in July. I can't remember exactly when we, when we moved, but it was probably around July because, you know, we had to get the kids in school and stuff. So... I went, I was, I was going to a church Christian Center. I thought, thought I couldn't hear myself. Victory Christian Center. At the church, they had a conference every year, and Bill Winston was there on this particular night. And Bill Winston, whew, Bill Winston calls you to stretch your faith. All right, so Bill Winston was preaching, and at the time, they were building their building, so they had a church drive. Like, every Sunday when you went, you know, they would talk about, oh, we have the building fund, we're wasting this much money, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So... They were doing all that. So when I got there, Bill Winston was like encouraging people to give. He's like, if you've got $1,000, God's telling you to give $1,000. Now, at this time, I had never given $1,000 at one time, maybe, you know, for a month, week after week. And I'm like, I don't even, I just got here. It's not like it's linked up church or something. I'm be giving them $1,000. But I felt led to give the, give the $1,000. This wasn't even my tithe. This was an offering. But I felt led to give the offering, right? At the time, I was not looking for anything in return, because really, honestly, I walk by faith every day. So every day when I give my tithe, I just believe that that's seed and that's me being obedient. I'm going to reap a harvest anyway. So I wasn't looking for anything in return. $1,000 seed that I gave. A week or so later, the lady calls and says, we got your property filled. $1,000 is the rent. So $1,000 I gave and I got it back just like that. Now, it wasn't just $1,000 because there's like a contract, right? So this lady that lived in our house for seven years, because when we came back, we decided to move somewhere else. But she lived in our house for seven years, the two years we were gone plus five more. I looked it up last night, 2013, right? So she lived there for seven, seven years, $1,000 a month. That's $84,000 based on, I think, the $1,000 that I gave in obedience over here. <laughs> now, I, I need you to understand this because... Even, 
you know, th again, this is a lifestyle. So we give tithe and offering all the time. We never not give tithe and offering, no matter what happens, right? So this is a lifestyle. So yes, we, we expect these things to happen. And we weren't, I, wasn't, I wasn't really surprised that it happened. I expect these things to happen because when I give, I give in faith. When I give, I give cheerful, cheerfully. When I give, I give in love. When I give, I want to see the needs of the church and the people met. That's why I give. So I know God is going to give it back to me and then some more, right? So I want to encourage you, if you are not a tither, if you do not give, okay, there is no condemnation here. But I want you to stretch your faith. I want you to start focusing on what the word of God says more than your bank account. I want you to, God, God's word is true. If you trust him, he won't let you down. So my time is up. I'm going to end there. I had a lot more stories and a lot more scriptures. But we're going to go ahead and end there. Actually, I'm going to read one more scripture. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. He loved you so much that he died for you. So right now I'm getting ready to do, this, this is the most important part of the service. I ask that you don't walk during this time. I'm going to ask that you just kind of close your eyes and just listen and don't look around at what's going on. We have faith in the Son of God if we've, if we've accepted, accepted him. He loved us so much that he gave his life for us. So if you're here today, I want you to walk in faith, step out in faith, and receive him as your Lord and your Savior. If you're here today, you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, come into your life. You've never said, you know what, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. And I want to commit myself to him. I want to repent, turn from what I'm doing, and have the faith that he can see me through this change. If you're here today and you want to put your faith in God and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart before, I want you to raise your hand right now because if you've never received Jesus, today is the day. You're not here on accident. It's on purpose. We have this whole thing here just for you. You're the VIP. I know many of us receive Jesus at some point, but sometimes we have times when we turn away, we start doing things our own way, we totally, completely forget about what we knew in Jesus and we live our own life separate and set apart from him. When we turn our backs on him, that does not mean he turns our back, his back on us. He's always there waiting for you to come back. He's waiting for you to come back. He's waiting. If you're here and you have received Jesus, but you know you've turned away from him, but you know today that he's calling you back, please, please step out in faith. Don't walk away again. Step out. Come back to him. You won't regret it.
It's the best thing you could ever do for your life. It's the best thing you could ever do. If you're here today and you want to come back to Jesus, you want to say, look, I'm done with that. I'm going to put my trust in him. I'm not going to look at any, anything else but him. If you want to do that today, I want you to raise your hand. If you want to come back to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Lord, I thank you. I have faith that not one person will leave here without having you as their Lord and Savior today. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. If you're here and you've never accepted the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us it's a gift from God. God would never give us a gift that's not good. So if you're here, you say, look, I'm saved. Yes, I'm in right standing with God. I'm super excited about this life that we're living together. But I've never spoken in tongues. I've always been curious, but I didn't really understand it. But today I want to get more information about that because I do believe it's the gift from God. So I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to say, well, if God gave me this gift, I believe it's for me. I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to take it today. If that's you and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in tongues, please raise your hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Last but not least, I know I'm not Pastor Gregory and I'm not Pastor Trish, but I do believe that Linked Up Church is a great church for you to come to to hear about God, to learn about God, to build your faith, to get in the Word, to bring your children to, to bring your youth to, to be a part of, to be connected with, to do life with. So if you're here and you've been thinking about it, or maybe this is your very first time coming, either way, if you're here and you're interested in becoming a part of what we do here at Linked Up Church, I would ask that you raise your hand right now. So if you're here, and you need to be saved, you need to come to Jesus, or you need to come back to him and be rededicated, or if you've never spoken in tongues, or if you want to be a member of Linked Up Church, we ask that you raise your hand right now. Hallelujah. Everybody's praying. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. Thank you, Lord. All right, you guys may raise your hand, raise your heads, <laughs> open your eyes. I believe that if not everybody is saved, that they will be by the end of the day. I'm not going to give up hope on you. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. I don't know everybody. Maybe everybody is saved, but if you're not, I'm praying for you and I'm believing and I'm, my faith is out there and so is everybody else. That today is your day. Today is your day. Today is your day. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I love y'all. Right. Give it up for Faith 101. Awesome job, babe. Here in this little pocket right here, there is another way. Maybe you were in the room and you didn't want to raise your hand. Maybe you didn't want to come forward. There's another way that we would like to 
offer those opportunities to you to receive Jesus or to rededicate your life or to become a member here at Linked Up Church or even to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit.